This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This episode features Jason Gray. Jason Gray is an actor, writer, director, and he was the founding program director of the Black Arts Institute. The Black Arts Institute is a dramatic arts intensive in collaboration with the Stella Adler Theater and the legendary Billy Holiday Theater. It was founded by Michelle Shea, Ruben Santiago Hudson, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Felicia Rashad, and Sonia Sanchez. I was blessed to be able to attend the program this summer, and I'm long overdue in releasing this episode. I got a little bit hung up on releasing this because it was such a powerful experience. I didn't know how to convey it, and I don't think I'm going to be able to convey it all in one shot. But this is a conversation that me and Jason had towards the end of the program. Um, The two of us were outside, so not in the studio, so the sound might be a little bit different. But I think it's still very important, and I need to go ahead and release it. How can I describe Jason Gray? Well, Ruben Santiago Hudson said on several occasions that the best actor in a, in a room, in a cast, is the most generous actor. So by that, I would say that Jason is one of the best. He's a visionary. He's currently getting his MFA at Yale. And I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. And it was a pleasure to get to know him over the summer. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Jason Gray from the Black Arts Institute. Let's have a conversation. All right, let's just get it. Get it rolling. Cool. So here we are. Um, This is the end of the fourth week of Black Arts Institute 2019 Summer Edition. That's right. Um, And yeah, we were just talking before we started rolling about how you're dealing with what this means for yeah. you. The transition of it all is hitting me this week in a major way. Yeah. Learning, figuring out how to let go of my role in the Black Arts Institute, pass it on, let it grow in someone else's hands, let the program grow in someone else's hands. That's the, cause I feel, I'm feeling possessive of it, I think, in a way. And then, and then, like we were talking about too, it's it's the moment in the program for the students where that honeymoon phase is over. They're right in the middle where the work isn't like astronomically ascending anymore. It's sort of plateauing, and then you're sort of realizing it's coming to an end. How much did I get out of this experience? And so people are asking for lots of things now. Ideas are occurring. Why can't we do this? Can we try this? Da 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 da. And it's like. Got to, you got to trust the process a little bit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the process. And it, it's never going to be a perfect experience. None, you know, no conservatory experiences. But um, I think it's about trusting. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no. I was going to say, like, for me, it has been pretty perfect. Um, but, like, when I went back to school, it's similar to that. Like, I was older when I went back to school uh, for my BFA. So I knew what I, I knew why I was there. Right. Um, and I kind of knew, like, I knew what, like, it's it's not just what you want out of it. It's sort of, like, make the most 
out of it and be open That's to fair. not having a preconceived idea of what it should be, but be present and soak yeah. up as much as you can. I was can. just talking with a student about this, it's like, and realizing that everything that's happening is meant to be mm-hmm. for you, and is, yeah, it's sort of destined in a way, even if it doesn't feel perfect, it's it's where you need to be, where you at, wherever you are in your process. So, yeah, just trying to um, get some perspective while we're in this very busy phase of the program has been a challenge, yeah. But feeling good, feeling feeling like um, like I've done the work that I needed to do and now it's time to figure out what's next yeah and what <laughs> what does that look like now and I know you're, you're in the middle of asking a lot of questions and processing that mm. but what I guess what does next look like for you right now um, and and for you and the program going forward because even though you're going to be leaving you're going for your mfa at yale um and that's going to be like on in theater management theater management, theater management which is yeah. going to be a huge thing for the whole community <laughs> going forward like yeah. that's that's great um but that said even though you're leaving this program in people's hands your dna your work your sweat equity uh everything you've already done will be a part of this program going forward right uh, no matter what happens right Um, but also i imagine you'll still be you'll still be involved in some ways, I would imagine. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think that I'll still try to be a presence for the program somehow, like even a consulting presence. Right. Especially as we work on a handoff um, with Melissa Mickens, who you've met uh, in my in my role. We're talking constantly about what is this procedure? Why are we doing it this way? Who do I need to talk to to connect about this thing? And so all of that's happening. And then I think what will happen in the next year, over the next year, is that my... Um, contact with the program will lessen by degrees I'm thinking one thing I think I'm gonna be so busy in school right. that I'm not gonna be able to give too much bandwidth to yeah. the program but um, but I'm always happy to be a resource uh, I believe in the program so 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 much and I know it's gonna grow and grow in ways that is gonna astound all of us so I do want to be a part of it in some capacity um, but yeah it's also about uh, not being so hands-on anymore trusting trusting like you're saying like the, the dna is there um and that it has a solid foundation and now you can start to tinker with things and it'll still you know it'll hold up the structure will hold up um that's yeah making peace with that is a process yeah but what what this next chapter looks like for me is um three years of study full-time study at yale um and so they treat, I like the program, the structure of the program, because I'm committing myself to school uh, and not working for three years, but I'm doing it in a program that's very vocational. So uh, the way it's structured is class in the morning until about 2 p.m., and then you go into a work assignment every day, Monday through Friday, for three years, basically. In your first year, you're doing mostly assistant work, um, development, marketing, management, working with the cabaret, 
all kinds of things. And then the second year, you kind of graduate to associate level work, uh, associate managing jobs, and you get a semester-long fellowship to shadow um, some kind of a mentor in the industry. And then in the third year, you move on to managing roles. Um, and so it seems like they're kind of gearing you up to lead like the day you get out, which I like. Um, I don't feel like I'm benching myself for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I'm, tr I'm telling myself, making space for just being open, just like you guys in this program, open to the process, not knowing what to expect, not knowing what parts of theater management are gonna call me and what aren't, not knowing if I wanna manage theater or film or TV or streaming or some kind of space in between. Um, but yeah, just learning as much as I can and working hard, I think. Yeah, that's, that's how I'm going into it. And how, uh, so let's go back, uh, how did Black Arts Institute start? Oh yeah, um, it's a really cool story. Let's see, okay, it's, it's a combination of a lot of conversations that happen around the same time. So from my perspective, it started when I was working at the front desk at Stella Adler. Um, I just started working nine to five for the first time, it was my first full-time gig, so I wanted to pay some bills as an actor. And Tom Oppenheim, the artistic director there, he and I had known each other because I was a student there, an acting conservatory student. And he started coming by the front desk and telling me that he'd been in conversation with Stephen McKinley Henderson about an August Wilson acting intensive. Um, that Stephen had been kicking around this idea with Ruben Santiago Hudson, Michelle Shea, and Felicia Rashad to do an acting training program just dedicated to mastering the techniques needed for August Wilson. Um, and that they were thinking about Stella Adler as a possible home for this. They hadn't found a home yet for it. Um, and I, as soon as I heard that, I lit up, of course, because coming from a mostly white, Western-based acting school environment, that's what you long for, is something that speaks to your experience, something that was built with you in mind as an actor. Um, so I was like, I volunteer whatever I can do to help out in these early stages, let me know. And he was like, well, we're gonna have a meeting in a little bit, uh, our first meeting, just talk about what this could be, do you wanna take notes? And I was like, absolutely. So I got to take minutes for the very first meeting with Tom. Unbeknownst to me, Stephen, Ruben, Michelle, and Felicia had been having conversations at the Billie Holiday Theater too. They had just done, led by Dr. Indira, an August Wilson Century Cycle recording series where they recorded all 10 of his plays at the Green Space. So not Billie Holiday yet, at the Green Space where Indira was working. Um, and I think in the midst of that, they had started to say, these actors are, are wonderful, the actors that they brought on for this reading series, um, but so many of them lack the techniques and tools needed to bring this language to life in the most effective way there should be a course around this and i think they had based they were thinking about basing that course on the blues that was going to be the centerpiece was the blues um, and exploring language through that and so 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 when it was an august wilson intensive to my knowledge it was going to <clears throat> go forward just with stella adler at that point but what happened was because of the HBO deal in the August Wilson estate where they're rolling out one uh, play as a movie every few years or so, and um, it started with Fences with Denzel Washington, they had a non-compete clause, so you couldn't use August Wilson's name in pretty much anything. Didn't, it didn't matter if it wasn't performative, if, even if it was educational, we just couldn't get the rights to use his name. 
And so, so yeah. So, a quick question on that. So, does that mean the only August Wilson performances for the next ten years are? Are they go through Scott Rudin? I know that much. They go through Scott Rudin, who has the rights to the estate. And so, if it's a play on Broadway, it goes through him. If it's a film, it goes through him, and nothing else, pretty much. I mean, regional, but it all has to go through that one channel. And they did not okay an August Wilson acting intensive. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so we took that, it it hurt, you know, in that moment. We were like, oh, well, I guess this might be over. Um, But the really. And who is Scott Root? Is he. Scott Root. I know the name, but I don't really know. He's like a modern day Harvey Weinstein, but without the scandal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a. The producer, the movie and theater producer, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a big name in the industry, sort of a gatekeeper yeah. in the industry, yeah. Um, so that's where they are now. I think they're reevaluating that deal over time. It might, it might change in the next couple of years, but that's where we were. And so, but fortunately, Tom, artistic director at Adler, had a relationship with Sonia Sanchez, and. Uh, and, and had experienced her speaking about the black arts movement in her work and said, why don't we make this about the black arts movement, incorporate Sister Sonia, and make this sort of a wider lens, wider than August Wilson. He was arguably one of the descendants of that movement, so it kind of makes sense to do an umbrella course. Um, and all of the founders you know, agreed that, that that was the right way to go, and so that moved forward and sort of pivoted that way. But... <clears throat> Steven Henderson in that moment was like, if you do a black arts movement based intensive, you need to partner with a black theater. It just doesn't make sense for the sellout studio to do that. And so you hear, you know, meet Dr. Indira, here's the Billy Holiday Theater. I think this should be a partnership. And that's how that was formed. Yeah. And from that moment, it moved things moved pretty quickly because we launched a winter immersion week of this course just to test it out. We called it like a pilot week um, within I don't know, five or six months of that conversation happening. So, um, yeah, and so we brought on um, all of the founders were there in that first one. So Felicia Rashad taught the first day, Ruben, Michelle, Steven, they each taught a script analysis class and they picked a play that they wanted to focus on. And then there was scene study taught by them as well. Um, we had music with Bill Sims Jr. Um, wonderful music who passed away earlier this year, a great friend of Ruben's, um, played with Muddy Waters, played with so many of the greats. Uh, so he really founded the music part of this. Uh, we had dance with Camille Brown. We had a lecture with Sister Sonia that week. And yeah, and it all you know moved at lightning speed, of course. But from the students' reactions, we brought on 30 actors. We, we clearly had something revolutionary on our hands. Everyone felt it. Everyone was like, well, where did this come from? Why haven't we had this before? Where can we get more of this? And so we knew that we could go forward with a five-week, more rigorous summer conservatory. And that's how we, that first one was planned. Yeah. And the first one was last summer. And then there was another winter. That's like, right. This fall, like this past winter. That's right. And then, and then this one. So, yeah, we've had four cohorts at this point with mm-hmm. you guys. Um, about 120 actors or so in all. Yeah. And, and they've gone, I mean, it's kind of weird because like Ruben's saying, we, it feels like you're forming an army because you look up and everyone's working in all different places around the industry. And you're like, oh, that's a BAI person. Oh, that's a BAI person. And it, it's pretty cool what's happening so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Yeah. Um, 
like it's of course exciting all of the the amazing artists who've come in and done workshops and scene study and healing and empowering all of those things and then you know your your classmates of course but it's everybody like that's I think the thing some of the people I remember like the first week some of the guys kind of like oh man I want like I want a personal connection with Ruben Uh, you know and it's like you do it doesn't mean that he's gonna cast you tomorrow but it's like but this is like like he especially you know he's coming back every time and it's like it's not it's hard to explain but it's like of course you want to do your best work and in some ways like it's not an audition mm-hmm. like when Jason Michael Webb was here mm-hmm. like he was like oh I am auditioning blah 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 but it's not like an audition in that you're auditioning for a part right now it's no. more you get to actually work with somebody right. and be a human being together that's right because at the end of the day this work that we do um, is a collaborative form right um, and then the, the mission of this school is about the importance of like connecting with other people from in our community mm-hmm. and raising our voices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so developing a family in the arts really having a home base yeah I think a lot of people come to this program looking for a home artistically and I hope that this program starts to show you oh the world is so much smaller than I thought and everybody at every level wants the same thing yeah and wants to feel part of something beautiful yeah I think so. I think you're right yeah you're right and and you are auditioning in a way but it's almost like you're auditioning for your Life. not yeah. for that you know not for that next gig necessarily. right you're putting yourself in these people's orbit mm-hmm. and you know if you make a good impression if you're a good person they'll remember you yeah you never know where it's going to lead to you're planting all kinds of seeds in a program like this yeah and like i mean from my perspective and my experience like it's you want to always do your best work but it's like it's about your work ethic and your attitude yeah more than anything yes. else. And this program shows it because yeah. they, people have you over time so they see, you know, yeah, if you're really yeah, how disciplined you are how, what kind of spirit and energy you bring over the course of five weeks whether that changes, like, yeah, all of those things. When uh, Michelle, one of her workshops she did uh, I was, I started talking about agency because I've had some frustration this year uh, with representation and stuff like that and then what because she was talking about artists need to you know we need to take our own agency and we have more opportunities than ever to push right and so i sort of got the idea in that workshop about kind of the way lebron and like floyd mayweather certain athletes are starting to do it they're starting to represent themselves Mm -hmm. and actually create actual agencies Mm -hmm. I think it's a tricky thing because if you go so far down that road plenty of actors have become agents Mm -hmm. but I I actually want to maybe investigate how to be a player agent and kind of where I'm at right now with that is thinking about forming an acting company Uh slash uh yeah, something that represents 
actors as well. So that produces content, um, maybe produces showcases, and and then you know as a way to develop actors. Right. It's like hopefully you have like on a roster you have people that are like you have a, right, a, a shout out to him like Denzel Fields mm-hmm. like he's and Kyrie too you know these guys um, well I mean there's several there's you know what I'm saying there's different levels yeah, yeah, there's yeah, different yeah. levels of it but like you have people that are in demand right now mm-hmm. at like some of the highest levels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have other people that are like fresh out of college right um, who some of them get snatched up right, right. away. Like, are, they're going to be in demand, too. Right. Um, and then you have people, journeymen, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what happens with agencies a lot of times is everybody wants you when you're hot. Yeah. And everybody wants you when they can sell you. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Motown, if you go back, like, music industry this mic has been tricky oh no um in the music industry maybe this is gonna be better alright like they used to develop artists more and I feel like that's something missing I think about that a lot too actually I feel like there should be a space is it good? yeah I think so um especially for artists of color to develop and nurture their technique safely yeah. and also and I was talking with Kyrie about this also sort of have an eye to the industry have right. an eye to representing them so they can book and learn yeah. at the same time do you know the identity school of acting in the UK? no it's, you should check this place out it's really special they have started the career birthed the careers of um, John Boyega in Star Wars yeah uh, the young woman in Black Panther, uh, the young sister. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They started identity school. It's this guy, this young guy, uh, young black British guy, who uh, started a school of acting for actors of color specifically, or geared towards. I think they're they open they're open to everyone, but geared towards actors of color, where they can learn. It's like an evening school, so they can work during the day and learn in the evening, um, and sort of jumpstart their technique that way. And they also opened an agency wing of it. And so the top talent from the school, he represents them. That's really cool. And sort of helps shape their careers as they go. So I think that's something that's needed. Yeah. And so many of us can't afford a full-time conservatory. Right. And just sort of miss out on that. Yeah. It's almost like either you got it or you don't. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's how it should be. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah. And so I was thinking with it, like, as I was kind of mulling it over... Um, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Erica Hart um, do you know her? I know that she name she casts a lot at the National Black Theater and she casts some like TV she's okay. a casting director I think she worked for an agency too she with Kaleri casting? Hart. I'm not sure okay um, I think she does some of her, of her own stuff right now cool. um, but she yeah mm-hmm. like I don't know where that conversation will go but I want to pick her brain she's super nice actually she's somebody who should probably come in here sometime we're talking about building up the business class side of this in the future yeah I feel like I have gotten a lot of useful things though Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. from like Ruben from and it's kind of things 
that I understand now because I'm older. Right, you've had some experience. And I know the I know yeah. the consequences of not taking these things. It makes to a work. difference, doesn't it, when you've had some time in the industry? Yeah, like, yeah. But like the discipline, like you, the things you can control, you have to control. And if you really want to work in this business, like you really have to. It's hard work. Yeah. But it pays. It does That's pay right. off. Um, That's right. And you have there's patience and it's all of that. But I was thinking it would be cool if if we were gonna do this acting company type thing. I was thinking like you can do a showcase, and I was thinking like August Wilson plays. So when you yeah, so other thing that, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> we still might be able to get away with it. Yeah, yeah, as long as you don't call too much attention to it. Right. But yeah, because it's like not something like that's the problem with like there's like a lot of showcases that happen in New York and right. people are trying to get agents to come see it in particular, right. which is cool, which mm-hmm. is part of it, but it's actually to me a double-sided thing. Like if you do a showcase, so it's not like the the goal is also to do important work right and then right. and to kind of get known for doing that yeah for, doing, for quality yeah yeah not just the thing that's going to book you that tv yeah series. yeah i agree with that and also the thing about showcase that's hard in a program like this that we've had conversations about it's like the learning stops once students start to prepare themselves for right. a showcase and that's why we've been really careful about how to frame this showing that's happening next weekend it's an invited showing of community and family and things like that so that people aren't like well let me get my best whatever going and kind of forget about why this program is here in the first place in right. a way. Um, but and also I don't know, they're going off a tangent, but the other thing it made me think of was a repertory company mm-hmm. for actors of color in particular. I feel like that's a tradition that's not, hasn't made its way into the 21st century, but that was yeah. really, really great in the 20th century of being a part of a company and working on material, working on play after play after play with the same group of actors over time. So you always had work and you could, that's another way to develop your technique yeah. in a safe space. Um, yeah, I wish we could bring that back. Something like Negro Ensemble Companies. Yeah. Like New Federal. Yeah. And a lot of those are gone, right? So many of them are gone. I think Indira was saying something like over 90% of black theaters that have existed over time are gone. Yeah. Which is staggering, but like that's why it's so important that we do this thing right. The Black Arts Institute. And make sure even if it doesn't grow as quickly as it could, that it grows in the right way slowly. That it grows so that it has staying power. You know what I mean? That's what I think we're all really conscious of. How do, how do we make this thing stay? How do we plant a foundation that'll be here 50, 100 years down the road? Yeah. It's a lot to think about. But and it'll yeah. be exciting to see students now who, like, are teaching in the program. That's right. In the future. Yeah. Literally, the next generation of the people we're studying with now are being taught. Yeah. through the program it's pretty cool yeah I love that part we talked about um, uh, tracks for teachers to start to apprentice some of the more senior teachers in the program I think that's going to happen over the next couple of years I had an idea about that too um, and I think a good thing maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so now here's my little suggestion yeah, but uh, I actually think some of the scene study early on could be taught by 
actors who aren't as well known yet, but are good mm. actors and have a good eye for it. Yeah, because that's been something for me. That's just how I approach the all of the all of the work now. It's mm. like it's process, process, process. Of course, like things lock in in performance, but right. as much as possible, even in performance, I want to keep digging. Like, it's you never know, done. Yeah, it's not repeating. And it's right. not about nailing a performance right. ever. It always feels alive, and it feels like yeah. It's like, what did growing. I learn? Totally. How can I go deeper? And you think younger actors who are currently sort of in the industry, as opposed to more senior faculty in those early stages, would be helpful for that? Yeah, yeah. the ones who aren't as much known yet oh okay um, so you're not performing as much yeah yeah so that the so students approach the work mm. you know what I mean because people do. get and Stephen was really good about kind of this is we're working yeah we're not, you know what I mean yeah he set the tone really well with mm-hmm. that yeah and he would stop scenes and it's like right. the, some of this those scenes were good and mm-hmm. were they were killing it but mm-hmm. he's like yeah but what about this What's the truth of this moment That's right. right here? That's like, right. Let's really get some nuance uh-huh. going. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You do want to perform that first week. Because you want to impress Yeah. You want to impress these people you look up to. It makes sense. Yeah. But hmm. I mean, I think five weeks goes by so fast is the other thing. That you know, because the next step for this program is the NYU track, mm-hmm. which is a semester long with NYU undergrad students in Tisch and then playing a year long or like an apprenticeship kind of program where you're studying, you're taking all the classes and you're apprenticing somebody in the industry. Um, in those spaces, I feel like we will start to use more, I guess junior faculty you could call them for, for that very reason because right. we, need act- we need faculty who can commit to the schedule on a long-term basis. Um, and you know, everybody is so busy. The founders are so busy. So I think that's going to start to happen. But yeah, I think it's a really good point that you're not performing as much when it's somebody who looks like you, who's on a similar level to you, and it's just about the work. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen. But it's been, but it's been a mind blowing. Um, like I said, when I found out about it, just the timing of it and everything, I knew. I knew that I had to be here yeah, somehow. Yeah, having it just the right time for you is like... Yeah. What surprised you most about it, or has surprised you most? Hmm, that's a good question. What has surprised me most? I think it's not a surprise, but it's like a big reminder that I'm getting this year is the responsibility that we have to keep like as artists and as black artists to keep pushing things mm-hmm. forward yeah um, and to right. and to connect like to not lose our connection connect the dots right mm-hmm. yeah right so yeah I agree and then surprising I think just some of the healing workshops were just so powerful Mm. and for me I think realizing like I talked about it with Michelle Shea like I kind of lost my religion a while ago but I always considered myself a spiritual person Mm. and I think in recent years I've kind of lost touch with like that spiritual 
element. Yeah. Um, and so realizing, you know, we that's an aspect of, of life too. And that's an aspect, maybe it's not for everybody, but yeah. that was an important aspect for me. Yeah, you're getting familiar with that again in yourself. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and something like that, whatever the practice is, because there's different ways to mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, I think meditation is connected to that and, you know, mm-hmm. however you get there. Mm-hmm. But the importance of it. Cause it's this, important to get there. Yeah. Because, like, the rejection in this business yeah. and the politics in this business yeah. and the... There's so many toxic things that are not part of the reason we signed up for this yeah. thing. Yeah. So to be able to deal with that in a healthy mm-hmm. way is really so important. I'm excited by the wellness classes because that's a new addition this summer. I mean, I think she previewed one last summer, but this is really the first time we're doing it regularly. And I'm very curious to hear what the feedback will be because I think people are, I think it's throwing a lot of people for a loop in a good way. Um, it's weird because we talk about acting school and acting traditions of like, you know, Meisner versus Stanislavski versus whatever. And it's a lot of times folks say, don't focus on the inward stuff. Let that take care of itself. Focus on your imagination when you're searching for your character, all that kind of stuff. But so, so that mentality is sort of in conversation as we talk about this wellness series of like, is it a good idea to really tinker with people's emotions like this in a, such a direct way are we opening up a can of worms that we don't know how to really control people are at different levels of acting technique coming into this program are people going to be able to handle it da, 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 da. Um, but it seems like something especially as black actors we need to be able to have a safe space to let some of that out and make it concentrated about uh, what's going on inside of us especially if we want to survive this industry. It's, this industry for us in particular is a whole nother thing. Um, so yeah, I'm just really curious about where that goes and what that looks like a few years down the road. It seems like a lot of possibilities in that class. And it, it seems like that class could almost anchor this whole institution. Yeah. yeah. You know what I, I think, mean? yeah. Um, for me, that has been one of the most powerful empowering things which is so so important yeah and it doesn't get talked about enough wellness self-care mm-hmm. spirituality as artists does not get talked about enough yeah so I think that's really cool I'm glad that you're having that experience in that class yeah mm-hmm. and it's like from different like the Feldenkrais uh, mm-hmm. workshops also Magali is that how you pronounce it? I believe it's Magali Magali yeah um she she was talking because uh, Tyler in our class he was you know he I think ran track also mm-hmm. there's a lot of former athletes and he was talking about how when he doesn't get the workout in and I I know this for myself too like are you the same way yeah yeah big time like when I do martial arts or if I do just work out mm-hmm. when I after a period of not doing it, right. I feel so much better. Right. And I'm a little bit prone to, not severe depression, but I'm a little bit prone to kind of... That's always waiting there. A little bit, yeah. Interesting. Um, I was talking about, I was, like, I think I'm... I, I have, if I have an episode, I'm more likely to have, like, a manic thing. Which one is, is a high Manic is, like, when you feel like you can conquer the world. Gotcha. Which is great, and I can be super productive. <laughs> 
but the problem is when I come back to Earth, that's when I feel really low. And it, but it's not necessarily that I go to a deep depression. I see. But I go to kind of a when reality hits, it's a it's a hard blow. Yeah, and it can kind of be turn apathetic, which yeah. for me is not where I want to be. That's not who you are at all. No. Yeah. Um, but so she was talking about, well, like why don't you have time? You need to make time for these things that yeah. you know will help you. That's right. And then cut out the other things. And I'm working on, like, I'm not bartending as much. I'm not drinking as much. But still, sometimes, like, I'll go out and it's, like, more than I should. And, you know, I also need to let... <laughs> we also beat ourselves up over we do. every little thing. We do. There's a lot of rules that we start to... Especially in our 30s, I feel like. There's yeah. a lot of rules you start to impose on yourself. It's like, well, but it's all about balance at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what I try to remind myself like you're not gonna get it right every week yeah <laughs> every day. and so for me like that's been a big thing over this year I'm really actually I'm doing it more discipline than I've done like with this intensive yeah it's like okay if you do go out tonight you're getting up early in the morning Shoot. and you're coming like you know what I mean yeah. you're not, you don't get yeah. to you know you can't call out of right you're too real. old to be playing or, like that's <laughs> You know, that's like a big advantage for me. It's like, yeah, I'm too old to be playing around. Right. I'm not here to perform. I'm right. here to grow. I'm here with intention. But I'm here to show up. That's right. You know. I think that's why I'm looking forward to grad school because I feel so much more intentional than I was in yeah. undergrad. And in acting school, too, actually. I feel like I want to set the terms of my education and like yeah. show up for it in the fullest way possible. So I like that. Yeah. Maturity level. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you see yourself acting ever again? Oh, that's a hard one. I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. I do. I'm not sure when. But it's funny because... It's kind of deep, but, like, this program, I think the reason why I was able to be effective in this program is because I was designing the program that I knew I needed uh-huh. and that I had always wanted. And I could see people like you and, like, the other people in this program who were wanting those things that my heart had been wanting coming out of acting school and in the industry, you know what I mean? And so I had a keen sort of sensibility for what needed to be in the space. Um, so in that way... I've told myself it would be a really good idea to take the program as a student at some point, and maybe I will now that I'm not at the helm of it or whatever. Right. Because I think it's gonna feed my my artist in ways that will make me want to continue acting and continue and, and to make it safe for me to feel like I could act again. Yeah. Because I think I probably am in the moment that you were in leading up to this experience and your MBT experience of mm-hmm. just like losing my religion a little bit around myself as an actor. Yeah. And I realized I was really good at organizing these kinds of spaces. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a lane that I can put some time into, put some focus into, and maybe acting will call me later on. So I'm waiting to see what the universe tells me that way. I don't think I'm done acting. And you write, too. I do write. I love to write. Yeah. And there's a film that I've been kicking around. Oh, nice. Or, yeah, a short film. It talks about um, my relationship with my father before he passed and me coming out to him. Um, and and introducing him to a lover, which never happened, and like what that hypothetical scene would look like between the lover and my father getting to know each other and talking about me. So yeah, there's things where like my my creative juices are looking now for a way to come to light, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have to be sort of brave and sort of intentional 
in grad school about making space for my artist, mm -hmm. um, whether that's performing in the cabaret, which is kind of cool because it's like all the different departments at Yale come together, um, designers, actors, writers, managers, and you can do anything within the cabaret. You can mount whatever piece you want to mount as long as you, you know, the time and the resources, whatever, you can put it up. So I'm looking forward to finding it through that and other things, yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. How am I going to make space for my artists in a space where people are looking to me as something else for the first time in a really like consistent way? Like, what's that going to look like for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah. What would you suggest? Any advice going into going into that? Going into going into like the management program, but trying to like keep the artists going. Um. That's a good, good question. Uh, I think keep writing because just so you keep having that actual conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I just started a blog actually, oh, cool. like just on Sunday because that's for me. Ruben talked about it. Different people have talked about it. I've loved that. Like a lot of the actors have talked about the different hats that not every actor maybe needs to mm. but in this business if you can wear some other hats yeah you're gonna you're That's gonna give right. yourself a lot more opportunities That's right. and writing is something that you have like complete control over mm. but you have to do it right and so for me the reason I'm starting the blog is so that I get into actual disciplined habit of daily writing. Daily writing, interesting. And right now there's not, like, <laughs> I don't have, like, hardly any followers on there, but it's right. not the point, because no it's, point, like, yeah. it's for me. Yeah. And it's for anybody who, if they write, like, it's for anybody who's kind of asking the same right. questions. Right, to be inspired by it. Yeah. Um, what kinds of things are you writing? Uh, just ideas. Like, the first one um, was actually called Become a Superhero. And it talked about the culmination of last week, uh, Michelle's workshop, and then the psychological gesture mm -hmm. workshop. And in the psychological gesture workshop, we did the thing where we built a mind palace. And then in the mind palace, you have an object in there that you... Mm -hmm. And so for me, my mind palace was kind of a Wakanda-Seattle hybrid. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and basically... I, when she said, go to your object, I wanted to put on the pan panther suit, mm -hmm. but then I was like, oh, I'm being too goofy with this. And so I was like, okay, what if I sit on the throne and the throne has like magnetic energy that recharges you? Cool. So I sat on the throne, but then as I got recharged, I was like, all right, now you got to put on the panther suit. <laughs> so then I put on the panther suit and I even like came up with a whole concept for it that was you have to step into the chamber of transformation. It's pretty advanced for that short yeah. exercise. No, was, I don't have that much I, time. I like went <laughs> I love somewhere. It. And so when I put on the suit, I was like, oh, when you put on this suit, it actually automatically realigns and opens up all of your chakras wow. and gets them vibrating. Wow. And your mind kind of clicks into that 
that optimal yeah. focus. Like you just get hyper focus, like hyper empowerment. Wow. So, and then, um, yeah, those were like the main things. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're strong, you're, your body's so it's like a device for yourself everything. to be like, if I put this on, I'm open. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And then she was like, you know, you, okay, now you have to like leave it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave, like, I'm going to take off the suit, mm-hmm. but I'm carrying it with me from now mm-hmm. on. And if I forget, if I forget or if I think I lose the suit, yeah. I can go back to my mind palace and I know how to get there. That's beautiful. So that was that's really so that was kind of actually if you want to know the most mind-blowing thing because it was because that was that exercise but then i was using the chakra stuff that right. i did with michelle it's like that rolls royce idea she was talking about right you always yes. have your internal rolls royce exactly. always ready to go exactly that's cool and so this was like because i was both of her healing workshops i was feeling and like they yeah. worked yeah um and then Mind Palace thing was like connected back. Kind of connected the dots uh-huh, for you. Connecting the dots. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna use my own version of the suit. Yeah. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was the first blog piece I wrote. It was called "Become a Superhero" and sharing that. So it's like personal things. Mm. Some things maybe I'll write about like my frustrations. Yeah. So I think the next one was called "Now What?" Because it's like okay, I started the blog. Now I don't. I don't oh, know what yeah. to write about. Do you get concerned like, about saying too much? Not really. really. I don't. Yeah. Um, because one, I think like if if it be, if that becomes a thing in and of itself, cool. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn how to do that. And I'm reading on how to do it well. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is is doing it. Like you become a better writer by writing, Make just like practice. you do with anything. Right. Um, and so for me, I'm writing that. So that I can write and finish some of the scripts that I've started. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And write then you know, I'm writing that so that I can write other things. It makes me want to start journaling again, because I was journaling every morning. Yeah. Getting those morning pages. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So definitely that. Um, definitely don't forget your family here. You know, don't forget yeah. me. <laughs> like let's have conversations. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love to bounce the thing that I'm that germinating on um, because that's it like go forth and like make those connections and soak all of that soak it all up be an open vessel be an open but full vessel like you know what I mean oh I like that yeah like or be an open but, be an open vessel but know who you, like know yeah. you're the vessel like you know what I mean that's it indestructible in a way too like yeah. the vessel is open but indestructible in a way yeah and anchored yeah this this institution anchors me and uh-huh. I'm thinking about ways that I can take it with me psychologically in this space which was not built with me in mind it's this next space I'm going into and there's gonna be a lot of bureaucracy I can already tell I think school of drama is good about um being conscious of race and conscious of difference and they put a lot of effort into that so in a way I'm not too worried but I'm also thinking like it's not going to be this the, yeah, yeah but they have like the Lloyd like Lloyd Richards was there right he was yeah the yeah. dean so walking in his footsteps in a way yeah um, footsteps you know places he's trod yeah yeah I'm excited about that um, they have Terrell McCraney 
head of playwriting there. Uh, I think I fell in love really with like being an actor in New York through his work. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do more on this material. Um, so I don't, I don't know his work actually. No, oh my so gosh. I gotta... Do you see Moonlight? Yes. Okay, he was the he wrote the original play that that was okay. based on. We also did The Brother's Size, which has some good parts in there for you, actually. You should check that out. Um, he wrote In the Red and Brown Water. He wrote a play about drag queens. He's amazing. And he's where you're getting, like, the Donye loves now, the Jeremy O'Harris's, who's kind of, like, the first voice of that. Yeah. And he actually was mentored by August Wilson, too, who's, like, part of that lineage. Yeah. Nice. I met August once. What? You know, being from Seattle. Oh, um, yeah. It was towards the end... I, uh, man, I did not know. So that that's the thing. Some of the kids in the program, not like you know what I mean. I'm on the, but like some of the younger, some people they don't know what they the don't know, right? They just don't know. <laughs> and some people remind me of me when I was young, like yeah. some of the anger, some of the. Mm the pride mm. the pride and it's good you know it's good to know your worth but yeah. like I did not understand some of the opportunities that I, that I had when I was younger yeah. Seattle rep and Intermont like wow yeah and I mean I did do some things with them I just didn't know how I you, you don't understand how big like pretty much everything like every theater that I worked mm. at in Seattle back mm. in the day, there is somebody like doing big things from that, like yeah. that I knew. Yeah. And you don't know, like you're like, oh, this is just a little, like whatever. I don't know where it's gonna go. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't know where people are mm. going. Yeah. In the scope of yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And who you are, you know, your actions mm-hmm. add up. And like now for me deciding to like be a theater artist to get like to get back on this mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of work that I have to do like as far as like business and stuff like that right it's like harder in some ways like in some ways yeah whatever in some ways we're always where we are right but yeah the opportunities <laughs> you know the older I get it's like the less you're finding there's that? less time to play around yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Kind of, Yeah. It's How tricky. do you mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Just meaning, do your best, show up, it's a process, but it's like, realizing how much time I had. Just, there's how much time's been wasted. Like, that's, I guess, what oh, it is. Um, but it hasn't been. It hasn't, you know. Yeah, I know, because I tell myself the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been wasted. It's been spent where it needed to be spent for yeah. you to be the artist you need to be in this moment. Yeah. All but now it's like game on game on yeah. and I hope some of the people experiencing this like get that message like it's get it a little it's faster. always game on like you know yeah, what I mean I hear that and it's yeah. only a question of like do you how serious are yeah, you how much do you want it yeah yeah because if you want it like yeah Take it, Take it as if it's the most serious thing. That's right. You know? Yeah, a mentor uh, when, when I was back in high school once said to me, if you want it, it's yours. Yeah. That stuck with me. And yeah. it really... It just is. Yeah. It's yours for the taking, in a way. Yeah. 
if you want it bad enough. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with some of these younger ones here, you can't really get that lesson until you get it. Yeah. And even if you're in the space where that lesson is just like shouting at you, if you're not ready to hear it, then that's just going to be, you know, you're going to get what you get, which is going to be right. great. And then you have to learn it in the streets or whatever. And that's what somebody yeah. said today. They were like, you know, I hope you write some of this, you're writing some oh, of this that's down right. because. Who was saying that? One of the teachers? Yeah, it was uh, it was Bridget, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she was real, man. This program, I love her. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, yeah. And like, there hasn't been there hasn't been a single That's person who great. I didn't learn something from. Okay. Or, like, yeah, got some some from. Bombs, Good. You know, just That's good to hear. Nah, everything's been been great. It's an embarrassment of riches, this program, yeah. because, and that's, I think, what we all noticed really fast was that everyone at every level of the industry wants to be a part of this because there's nothing else like it. Yeah. There's nothing else like this space, and the salary's not that important to folks, generally. Um, however many class hours, they just want as much as they can, as much time as they can with the students, because as soon as they walk in that space, it's like, ugh, right, and they're getting as much out of it in a way as the students are. Yeah. Um, terms of yeah of, of that cultural anchoring and that's like the thing i was tr- like trying to say about the the auditioning for the the people it's like this the art like the theater it is a collaborative form mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to right. be and so when you get to be in class with people and like work with people yeah that's that's what it is like it's not about right. what happens right. after it's that's like about true. to be able to to learn something from somebody and if it's a really good teacher they're always learning and yeah. getting inspired right from, from it what they're too. receiving that's true and you're right it's like this moment is it in a way yeah this is this is what you're signing up for as an artist not necessarily booking from this moment yeah but this moment itself yeah that's cool I thought of it like that yeah yeah I mean, and Ruben has that talk every time at the beginning of the program. It's like, I don't, don't be thinking I'm going to cast you in something just because you're here. It's not about that, right, right, right. And then, you know, you say it and people hear it or they don't. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we try and be intentional about that. Yeah. Mm. I've, like, Ruben, I've gotten a lot from personally. Yeah. Because everything that he's, like, he's to me somebody for me to kind of model myself after because he's a writer direct mm-hmm. he wears like all that's the right. hats I that's kind of what that I too. do yeah and and cause you know some people sometimes with him or some other people some people are like oh well what's with all the stories and blah 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 because it can sound like you know, you bragging. Right. But the big thing that I get from him is like, yeah, I have a lot of stories and I, I am here for all, like, I want all of those stories mm-hmm. because behind those stories is like, there were, for every story that I have, for every like accomplishment that I have, mm-hmm. there were an exponential amount of no's. That's right. Um, there was so much hard work. That's and perseverance right. and discipline. Right. And it's like that's and so it's like yeah. this is what I've done and like I'm I can stand by, you know, who mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. and what I'm doing mm-hmm. and what I do. What I do. 
owning the responsibility of if you hire me mm. to do something, you know, direct something, but you don't have other black people on the faculty, and I'm getting, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. What my like, agency is in that? Yeah. That I'm opening up the doors. Oh yeah, and, bringing people and, and opening up the conversation because mm. also like you know, school of arts, different places, different organizations mm. have good intentions, but they don't have the foresight so you right. have to open up the conversation right. and make them aware of things their blind spots exactly and stuff like that. so exactly. he does that and yeah he works hard. hard it's hard work and the thing about Ruben that I love is he says like if you become known for one thing as soon as people don't need that one thing they don't need you you're out yeah. of the door so hit on all different cylinders so you always got something going and I think I take that to heart. I'm yeah. Trying to figure out how to structure that into my education, too. Like, not being pigeonholed into being a managing director at a theater, but what about artistic director? What about agent? What about so artists? Yeah. Like, are there opportunities, are there, like, black box opportunities there, too? Yeah, that's what the cabaret is. That's why it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's, that's a, a big black box, basically, for any kind of collaborations that want to happen. So yeah. I think direct some, like, do. you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to hit that Do it. element, too. Yeah, I really want to. It's just about figuring out, prioritizing time. But yeah. I think that's going to be a big lesson, too, is how to prioritize so that I can do the things that I want to do. How to, yeah. There's a lot of lessons out there. Yeah. No, I think acting, directing, writing. Yeah. Absolutely keep those muscles going. Yep. Yeah. Teaching. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Maybe they'll let me take a school of acting class over there. Yeah. I'm try yeah. One of the students in the going into her second year in the, in the acting program was in our first winter immersion. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Uh, Michaela. And Michaela's going into undergrad, that's right. She yeah. There. Yep. Yeah. She only started acting pretty recently, I think. She she's saying. gay. She's good. Yeah, she's, she's going to be good. She's pretty fierce. She might do the grad program after she does undergrad. It's like, mm-hmm. girl, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people from this program are kind of hit on all cylinders. I feel like you look up 10 years down the road you everybody's going to be doing all kinds of cool stuff oh that's what i was going to ask you uh did you see strange loop i didn't get to see strange loop i tried to see it and it was the day of the power outage and so as soon as we got there people were leaving the theater they canceled the show yeah why ah it was it It was was amazing yeah i heard mixed things actually but most people said it was amazing yeah one person said it was like oh I'll disregard that one review. What, what was so great about it? The conversation. So one thing I have a friend, uh, Trevor Hayes. I like Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Um, he needs to take this program. I know. Tell him. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. He he would have. He needs to. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah. I think like it was like worried about the finances, but yeah. those things can be figured out like in. Yeah, he needs to... We'll work with Because he's... Yeah. And... But he was saying... Because I was supposed to actually see it, and the... I had tickets before, and one of the main actors got sick, and they didn't have an understudy at that point. So they uh, rescheduled it. Okay. It was before it was extended this final yeah, I time. See. Yeah. So I, I saw it actually last week. But uh, one thing Trevor said about it was some of the conversations were a little bit too personal, like as far mm. as within the black community, mm. so you felt a little uncomfortable 
while we're airing out our dirty laundry. Audiences. Yeah. But it's that's a you know the theater. Yeah. That's what we got. It's everybody has access to see it. Like right. We put it out there. So right. and we have to have these conversations. Right. Uh, but there was a whole Tyler Perry thing. Oh and yeah. And they managed to. I mean, they went hard on Tyler Perry, actually. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. Yes. But then they managed to uh, also have the uh, the flip side of it. So they recorded the cast album. You got to, like... Oh, okay. So the way they... Because his parents... He keeps calling home, and his parents keep being like, Oh, well, what you need to do is call Tyler Perry. Like, you need to write for Tyler Perry. And he's right. like, I don't want to write for Tyler right. Perry. Um, and then his agent is like oh we have a great opportunity you know you can write for Tyler Perry he's like I don't want to write for Tyler Perry and so then Harriet Tubman comes up off the ground okay. Zora Neale Hurston comes okay. up off the ground I'm trying to remember the uh, those are the two that because it was like Harriet and then it was like several other people yeah, and it was yeah. Zora Neale Hurston and then, the, and then they sing a song that's who the fuck is you nigga like and it's like you are so they were like writing for Tyler it was oh, crazy shit. They were like, like, take this gig? They were like, what are you what doing do you for black people? Right, like, right, 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 right. I and mean, of course, it was, it was crazy, man. It was... <laughs> you can hate on Tyler Perry, but he's doing it. Yeah. You know and what I mean? That's, that's, so they yeah. had both those oh, that's conversations. Fun. And then it goes... Yeah, oh, man. So... I'll see it. They'll remount it at some point, I'm sure. But yeah. it was good. I mean, this is like... You know, I'm going to record his home scene and mm-hmm. like... One of the interesting things about that, and Stephen talked about that, is like this was when it was written, that conversation was not being had. And I read about it, like I read that play, I think for the first time in 2005. Okay. And I thought it was, I thought it was more recent then. Mm, Like, so in my head, this whole time it was. And then looking at it here, I'm like, oh, this was. 89. Yeah, I can't believe that play was written in 1989. Yeah. That was some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Strange Loop, Moonlight, I th- I just think it's really important that, like, the black gay community is, like, forward. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's still, there's, and, like, that sh- the show dealt with it, too, mm-hmm. There's still, it's not like all, there's still homophobia and stuff within our community. Of course, there's homophobia at large, but it's sort of like, I think, I thought Moonlight was super important as far as our community Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. needs to be We need to be having these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, I told you I auditioned for something at the, at Joe's Pub, like right before this started. I haven't heard anything. Um, uh, what whatever. is it for? I don't remember. It's called As Much As I Can. And I'm going to go see it. Okay. Um, and I auditioned for the role of this reverend. Okay. And you could read it two different ways. And I wasn't sure what the intention was. So I asked about it at the thing. Yeah, at the audition. Yeah, yeah, Because basically, like the opening line was something about, I'm here to talk about self-deception and blah, blah, blah. And then it talks about we need to help each other. We need to embrace each other. Mm-hmm. And so I could, you could mm-hmm. read it as a condemnation, but the way I read it, he never actually condemned anybody. Right. So I thought it was, I was interpreting it more like we, like we need to 
help each other and embrace each other. Uh huh. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, oh, I see what that. they yeah. did with it, what they yeah. do with it. Um, but the fact that we're able to have these conversations so much in plays right now is huge. I think ch- things have changed so rapidly. Yeah, and Strange Loop was like provocative. Like it was not pulling punches. It was yeah. like pushing, um, pushing the norms, like pushing against the norms. Yeah. But it is interesting about putting that in a space with mostly white folks watching. So I think about how this institute would look if we opened it even more. Well, we don't make it exclusive to black people. We say it's centered on black people, but anyone can apply, potentially. But we haven't had any white people take it since the very first week that oh, we did it. Oh, so there were white people in the... And they were really um, recommended or ushered in by... Stella Adler. There uh-huh. was a few Stella Adler people who took it. And it did sort of change the energy. It was a positive experience for everybody. Um, and it led to some interesting conversations. But it was a different program than what it is with an all-black group. And you wonder what even just white auditors would do to this experience. Um, and the same goes for theater. So it's like, some of these plays, I wonder if they really are meant for all black audiences mm-hmm. um, and shouldn't really exist in those mixed spaces. Like Ain't No More is another one that I I loved. haven't seen. Yeah, that's one I missed. It sounds a little bit like what you found in Strange Loop where they were um, doing satire around certain elements of the black experience, like going hard, going really hard. It felt yeah. like Colored Museum in a way. Yeah. Um, where it's just like uh, skit after skit of satire by the black community. Anyway, but... I had a very specific experience with a mostly black audience where we were just living at that show, singing out loud, dancing, da 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 da. And then my friend told me she went when there was mostly White House and it was very quiet and very awkward and just like not. So the show wasn't able to live almost, live and breathe in the same way. Yeah. That's like uh, Get Out. I'm glad. Mm. Like it was a mixed audience, but I'm glad like black people yeah. were in that audience responding because we were it was and I'm, I'm in an interracial marriage oh yeah she's she's from Amsterdam so that's like a whole she has a whole different mm. perspective of yeah. all but I always want to go to Amsterdam to see what they how that perspective is I think it's good for black people to go there yeah year. yeah um it's a beautiful place I did because that because depending on events here uh, what happens here like if we gotta go like that's right to out right um and also i mean i don't know if we're gonna have kids or not like that's not necessarily yeah wait and see that's not the that's not the thing yeah it's not the thing like i'm not against it but right. I'm not, it's not my You're not missing it. i'm an artist like i want to give birth to to art that's real. first and foremost yeah um but this last time we were there, I was uh, thinking about if I was actually living there for the first time. Mm. So taking it in, it not being new, I've been there like multiple times now. And unfortunately, the rise of like the right wing here is also happening around the world, Everywhere. unfortunately. Yeah. A return of like fascism and mm-hmm. White, like, uh, you know, it's really scary, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this time I noticed 
some places where I go, I didn't, it wasn't hostile, but it was like a sizing up. Hmm. Because I don't look like, they can't place me right away mm. one way or another. Like, they know I'm not white. Right. But but then it's like, hmm, are you... Like, there's definitely some, like, racism there with, like, uh, Moroccans. Right. Um, are you from our land? Are you American? Yeah. Are, are you... you yeah, because yeah, it's, like, there... It is, like, once I open my mouth, then it's like, oh, American. Yeah, hey, you get blah, all the blah, privilege blah. of being an American. And, and yeah. also there, <laughs> that's the interesting thing, being, like, in Europe... Mm. Being a black American, th- that's a long history. Yeah, for but sure. But it's actually like like we're revered right. in a lot of places. Right. Um, and that and that gets a whole right, other right. Versus things. being indigenous black in those spaces, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the sizing up was. Mm. But I was saying about Get Out, like having black people had like I enjoyed yeah. that mixed experience because. We were having two different experiences. <laughs> right. I remember when I watched it, I was the same thing. Yeah. People in front of us were so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and then people trying to join in on the ladder. And yeah. sometimes laughing with, but it's like, you're not laughing while. No. And you're don't not, laugh at the wrong parts yeah. either. Because yeah. <laughs> we're listening. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you well, think you know why this is funny, but Right. No. You have no idea. But can you imagine seeing like Black Panther with a white, mostly white audience or something like that? Mm. I would have hated that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things that are just for us, and I feel like we're only starting to talk about, and this is what Black Arts Movement is coming around full circle, about building spaces for us again. I'm really interested in... I'm really interested in doing something in the space in Schomburg. Yeah, they want us to. They're really asking for that. And it's like, okay, so staged reading of some new thing, you know? That's right. Whatever it is, but it's like, yeah, like like these spaces. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And creating ones, we don't. Right. Yeah, and creating ones, and not necessarily physical spaces, but you know, it could be digital spaces, it could yeah. be whatever. But yeah, I think we're all starting to feel like, why are we so, um, why are we so trying to play into that system that wasn't built for us in terms of entertainment, in the world of the agents, the casting, the theater companies, the whatever's PWIs. Why don't we start to? manifest our own spaces again yeah yeah and hopefully do it with the wisdom of those who came before us through the black arts movements so that we can have some more longevity in the future yeah, yeah. not make the same mistakes I guess mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I'll be reading and studying a lot about this now yeah yeah I want to be a, I want to be an expert in, in these conversations yeah to, to do my part to carry it forward and I think what's exciting also about right now is it's like a a lot of businesses are like changing like startups like the Mm -hmm. whole entrepreneur age the digital age there's a lot of new like people are figuring it out in like tech and business Mm -hmm. but i but i think like it's right there for art that's right that's how I'm feeling too yeah new models yes disrupting the old way of doing things and that's I went to a theater conference a while back um, TCG and they were talking about how venture capitalists tend to not give to theater or not invest in theater because they're not doing anything risky enough or new enough right it's so conformist that way but I think you're right it's breaking apart hopefully now yeah it's a really exciting moment for theater. 
especially in theater and film. I think I have to yeah. produce soon. Oh yeah, I do. But. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like you and I will be talking like ongoing. So no, nothing like pressing. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation though. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad. Actually. Yeah. This is really, this is really cool. And uh, do you have any final thoughts for posterity? For anything? Yeah, for anything. <laughs> um, no. No. I can't think of anything. Just happy to be in continual growth. Happy. Happy with this. Happy with this experience and happy for the next chapter. Yeah. Looking forward very much. So open to the universe because I think you are too. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you, Al. Thanks for making this space for all of us. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for being in this space. You've been a really, really important part of this program this summer. And it happened at the last minute, but I'm so glad that you were here this summer. I can't imagine the summer without your energy. So, appreciate that. So that was my conversation with Jason Gray from the 2019 edition of the Black Arts Institute. I think I may have been delayed in releasing this episode uh, just in a way of subconsciously holding on, which is silly because that experience will always be with me going forward. I hope you enjoyed that. Links to the Black Arts Institute will be in the show notes if you are interested in checking that out. I actually ran into a fellow alum last night at Signature Theater's production of Fires in the Mirror. Shout out to Denzel Fields, actor, singer extraordinaire. Be on here sometime in 2020. Also shout out to Jonathan McRory, artistic director of the National Black Theater, who was in attendance as well last night and was on an earlier episode of this podcast. And as I think about it now, Jonathan McRory was the one who passed on the information about Black Arts Institute when we were finishing up 125th and Freedom this summer. And so that's where I got the idea to go and check this out. And I say that because when I heard about it, the timing of it, I just knew in my heart that it was something that I had to do. Didn't know how I was going to do it, but had to do it. So if there's something calling you right now whatever it is and you don't know how you're going to do it just take the steps forward maybe you can't do it right now um, but maybe somehow you will but you won't if you don't step forward so I encourage you to take a step forward thank you if you love this show if you like this show let me know I've been working on figuring out how this podcast fits into everything else in the scheme of things that I'm pursuing right now, but I'm very grateful for some of the feedback that I've got and just remembering why I'm doing this, to elevate others and myself so that together we can reach new heights. So I'm committed to getting back on this. I have a bunch of interviews in the can right now and more on the way. Uh, probably be one more, maybe two more that I'll release before the new year, but I have lots on the way and I'm excited to share those conversations with you. So if you like it, please subscribe, rate, review, share, holler at me on Instagram, 
social media. Um, I'll, I'll be more active on there. I promise. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Be inspired. Do your thing. Peace. Peace.